Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the On I mean On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on our podcast. Uh, I am uh, your host today, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by the world's greatest co-host, Riff Backus. And we are doing a all Windows podcast because um, Windows is the next big thing. We did hardware last week. Now it's time for software. We're going to talk about how the two could possibly mesh. And we want to hype up the Windows 11 launch, which is coming on Monday, October 5th. And by the time this time premieres, this uh, podcast premieres, will be one day away. So in that one day, you watch us, uh, you listen to us, and we'll tell you what's new in Windows 11. Yeah. Uh, and just uh, on, that top, on that note, let's go over what we're going to be talking about today, which is the first topic is the rollout of Windows 11. Uh, and the paint app and the redesigning of the photos app and, uh, you know, snipping, uh, what's snipping sketch? Snipping tools, snipping, snipping sketch. Yeah, uh, snipping that thing, That thing that you use to take screenshots, that's what it is. Screenshot tool, we'll talk about that. <laughs> and then we'll also talk about the uh, chance of there being new win- a new Windows 11 media player and also some new volume sliders as well. Yeah, we've joked about uh, keeping tabs on when they finally make the change for that, that Windows 11 will be official. So it's like they might have heard us. Uh, the one after that, we'll be talking about the Windows, or the Microsoft Store in Windows 11. Uh, and now we have some new players entering the game that kind of uh, bolster its uh, viability as, as a place where people might actually go and do things. And then we also have our fast recap this week, but instead of doing a fast recap of news, we wanted to please you Xbox fans and do a fast recap of the Xbox topics, which just so happened to be a bulk of the news this week. Uh, we're talking about Xbox Series SNS consoles getting Dolby Vision, uh, Halo Infinite, uh, testing xCloud on Xbox consoles, and some more news about Forza Horizon 5 and the availability of next-gen consoles heading into the new year. Yeah, and then uh, what we're talking about is uh, we have our poll, I believe. It's a kind of a discussion about what you guys think. We also have a video of uh, that I put together of stuff that is new in Windows 11. Now, don't don't get upset. Uh, I'm not taking over Cody's position. This is just a quick little preview of what Cody's video might end up looking and feeling like, where he gives his own review and quote-unquote thoughts of what you could expect in Windows 11. But I just put out a little quick video toying you through the new features if you've never used Windows 11 before. Just a little something with your appetite about it. Yep. Pulls you over for the weekend. Uh, and then we're going to do our week ahead, which is, again, we'll be talking about the redesigned, uh, revamped version of Skype app. Uh, it looks like Microsoft's going to be giving it some more attention. Hopefully this will be the right attention this time around. Uh, we'll be talking about the Surface Laptop uh, Studio and Surface Pro 8 launches. And you know, people will be having their uh, impressions as you know, uh, people, more and more people get their hands on hardware uh, at, you know, once Microsoft gives it to people. Including ourselves, uh, because we have a Surface Laptop Studio on pre-order, and I'm looking forward to doing a full review. So you could keep an eye out for that in the week ahead. Yes. And with that being said, let's jump into our first topic, which is the Windows 11 Paint app and redesigned Windows 11 Photos app, uh, which will, again, uh, should be seeing availability for everybody, general availability, once Windows uh, 11 hits next week. So. Uh, we've been kind of hinting about it, talking about it for the last few weeks. Uh, I've got my hands on the Paint app itself finally this week, and it is Microsoft Paint still. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, 
they didn't go crazy like they did with 3D Paint, uh, where you know you had a bunch of what I would arguably say are useless features. Uh, they basically kept it the same. Uh, they've increased the size of some of the icons, made it a little more uh, visible for people, a little more touch friendly, I suppose. Not it's not crazy touch oriented, but uh, you can if you have stubby fingers like myself reach the icons. Uh, they've also uh, expanded the color palette on the uh, uh, ribbon itself. Uh, so you don't have to, you know, you don't have your same nine colors and have to go into more options. You can kind of mix and match some stuff there as well. Uh, but other than that, it's really just the paint app with some rounded corners, uh, a little nicer design. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm digging it because I use paint a lot just to like crop stuff, uh, rearrange, you know, quick text or, you know, block out things that need to really quickly. I'll let you talk about the uh, Photos app if you want to. Yeah, so Microsoft is finally releasing the redesigned Photos app for more Windows insiders and who are in the Dev channel. Uh, the Paint app is still in A-B testing, which means, as usual, you have it and I don't have it. But the Photos app now, everyone should have it. And I checked a couple of days ago, and now I have the Photos app on my machine. And it is pretty significantly different compared to the one in Windows 10. Uh, Microsoft said the goal of this new Photos app was to make it faster, easier, and more enjoyable to relive and edit your photos in Windows 11. Uh, there are some new capabilities here. There's a new film strip, which will show up when you preview an image, uh, and it makes it easier to find a photo in a collection, and it eliminates the need to use navigation arrows. It also has a multi-view experience, which supports selecting multiple images in the film strip and comparing them to on the screen. And last but not least, there's also a new floating toolbar, which is kind of like the one that you got that uh, Kareem talked about in the Paint app for accessing editing options such as crop, rotate, uh, view metadata, and more. So again, it's just a pun intended putting a fresh coat of paint on the Photos app. Yeah, um, it seems to be kind of the MO for a lot of these new, uh, newer-ish apps coming to Windows 11. It's they, they aren't kind of radically redesign the functionality uh, because again you, you don't want to have to walk people through all this stuff again right. yeah. uh, we saw how well that well, how well it didn't work uh, when they did this with all the 3d paint stuff when they added all the like video editor stuff and things like that you know people just couldn't figure out the apps or even knew that they were there redesigned so they're just going to take what you kind of know and make it look nicer which i think is going to lead us into our conversation eventually we start talking about the OneNote app because they want to kind of combine uh, the Microsoft, the Windows 10 version of OneNote plus the traditional OneNote uh, and give you something that looks newer and nicer like the Windows 10 version, but keeps all of the functionality everyone kind of knows from the traditional app. So uh, just keep an eye out on some of these new apps. Again, we've you know we've seen some of the touch-ups that they've done for Mail as well, where they've kind of added things and added accent colors in different places. Uh, so uh, that's what we're expecting. And speaking of expecting, we could be expecting a new Windows 11 media player, perhaps? Yeah. Um, now, this is a tough one because you've <laughs> seen the story. You wrote it up. Um, what this basically shows is that somebody was using a media player. Uh, we don't know if this is a fan concept. We do know that Microsoft is working on one. Yep. Uh, we don't know what it looks like. So for those of you who are, you know, are kind of, thumbing yourselves up saying, I've seen it before. We don't know if that's the official look of it yet, uh, but we do know that they are working on it. Uh, and again, we've mentioned time and time again here on the podcast that the 
uh, volume rocker is from essentially yep. Windows 8. It hasn't been changed in uh, two versions of the operating system, and it doesn't fit in line or coincide with any of the UI elements uh, for Windows 11. So we expect that to change regardless of the story being true or false, or I mean, at least the image being confirmed or not. Uh, and we, you know, again, expect a new media player because uh, this last one was for Windows 10. Um, and, Groove, and Groove is like on its way out now because Microsoft it doesn't have its own Groove music streaming service anymore. They pushed everyone to Spotify. So why the heck is Groove still the default media player in Windows 11? Exactly. So and again, <laughs> going back to what we said about um, them taking things that people already know and just kind of touching them up. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen the screenshot and they're listening to the pod and maybe not watching it, uh, the design that we've seen so far you know, from the leaked image, quote unquote, looks a lot like the old Windows media player. Uh, as far as the kind of menus at the bottom uh, being centered and things like that, it doesn't have as much as the, you know, minimalistic uh, metro look uh, that the old or current media player has for a lot of you. So again, they're kind of going to what people remembered, which is Windows Media Player, and adding some new elements to it. As far as the screenshots are concerned, we'll see if that's actually legit in the coming days. And what is legit is this new Microsoft Store in Windows 11. Now I know that the final version of Windows 11 will not ship with the Android apps. This has been said time and time again between the official announcement that they made two weeks ago and up until today even. So what we can look forward to in Windows 11 though is this redesigned Microsoft Store app that now is allowing third-party browsers as well as third-party storefronts and Opera and Epic Games are a part of those plans. Yeah, um, I believe was it you who wrote it up this week um, that we you know we've seen that Microsoft has officially launched uh, letting Opera be in the uh, Microsoft Store. I think yep. prior to this, uh, they were there was a link out from the uh, Windows Store that you can go to to get Opera, yep. and then there were a bunch of like spam Opera fake, fake Opera browsers and fake uh, Opera browsers. This is malware. <laughs> yeah, and despite uh, Opera and Firefox's kind of back and forth with Microsoft. It seems like they're working on a way to kind of get everybody involved in this uh, redo for Windows. So uh, hopefully Firefox and Microsoft will work to hash that out and we'll be able to get Firefox out of the uh, store as well. Uh, regarding the Epic Games Store, which again, that's huge news. Uh, both that's for... a big shot at Apple, which has its own problems with Epic Games, right? It is. It is, and it's also uh, kind of a, a, a let me say, a arrow a bow against the bow. I don't know, whatever. Shot across <laughs> to Steam because, as much as you know, people who use Steam know how to get to Steam. Uh, putting Epic's Game Store right there and advertising right in the front is really kind of a snub to them because they've been on PC for a much longer time, uh, and you know they they have a much bigger audience. So. Ideally, Microsoft is, you know, and Phil Spencer and everybody are working on a way to get them in the store where they, you know, again, if they don't have to give Microsoft a percentage, they should be willing to be in the store. So I don't see really any objections or anything that, you know, roadblocks that should be holding them back. So fingers crossed, everybody, that, you know, uh, you can get Steam from the Microsoft store or you can continue to get, keep getting it from where you're getting it at. But uh, for new gamers, this could be big for Microsoft. Discord is also coming too, and both are uh, Steam not Steam, sorry, Discord and Opera are available today in the Microsoft Store. If you search for them, you'll be able to find it 
on Windows 11. And I think the announcement post, which announced this uh, this thing about Discord and Opera and Epic Games, they also mentioned that the store will be coming to Windows 10 as well, which has been a bit of a question if the redesigned store will also trickle down over to Windows 10. But yes, they confirmed that it is coming to Windows 10 soon, as usual, quote-unquote soon. Yeah, and this kind of leads me off into a tangent about uh, Office. Uh, they just, I think it was today or yesterday that they released the new Office uh, as far as the box package is concerned, the one yeah. purchased version of Office. And as you said, you know, they're backporting a lot of their design and, um, uh, yeah, the design elements and the kind of vision that they have for Windows 11 and the future of their products back to other products that can be still used by, you know, current operating systems. So, uh, you know, with Office still, you know, being the latest version, and looking more like the uh, one that you see on Windows 11 with all the Windows 11 elements, I expect that uh, the Microsoft Store will do the same. Like you'll be able to go Windows 10 and get a taste of uh, um, what the rounded corners and UI elements look like. And again, over time, as you see Edge starts to kind of probably adopt UI elements as well, uh, things will just look um, more like uh, Windows 11, even if you're on Windows 10. And that said, I think we hit all of our main Windows 11 topics now, and that means it's time to go on to Xbox because there's been a lot of Xbox news this week, which is quite unusual for late October. For October, uh, I mean, yeah, when there's not a new uh, uh, console to release, yeah, this is kind <laughs> of an odd time. Uh, but what we're going to actually talk about is stuff that you guys can get your hands on right now, and not stuff that they promise in the future. Uh, the first one is Halo Infinite's latest multiplayer beta is now live uh, on Xbox and PC. Uh, so, um, and I don't believe you need an invite code anymore in order yeah. to try it out for the last two and a half, two weeks, I believe. Yeah, two, three weeks maybe. Uh, people have been using invite codes like myself to kind of play the multiplayer, uh, and which is, I'm going to say unequivocally, fant- stunning. It is beautiful. Uh, it is fun. Uh, like they had a big open vehicle map uh, last weekend that was amazing. So if you get a chance, uh, you can either go to our post that has more information about it and links, or you can go um, onto the Xbox app to kind of get some information about uh, the Halo Infinite multiplayer and get yourself uh, playing this weekend. And other than that, um, after beta testing, uh, Microsoft is now enabling Dolby Vision Gaming on Xbox Series X and Series X consoles. This is a new uh, industry first uh, for Xbox, and it follows Microsoft's forward-thinking approach, which saw HDR10 on Dolby Atmos come to Xbox during the previous generation console. So basically, this is a way to make uh, games look better on your 4K TV and make games feel more immersive. So now you could look out for that. And there's a full list of titles which support it, and you could head over to our website because uh, Lauren put together a nice piece which looked at them. Yeah, and in more gaming news, uh, Microsoft is testing xCloud gaming on Xbox consoles. Uh, we know that they released it for PC last week or week before last. Yep. Uh, so now it's finally on the consoles, and uh, what we kind of alluded to over the past, past few weeks as we discussed it was that you'll be able to, uh, if you have an Xbox One, uh, kind of play uh, some of the uh, higher-end games uh, without really taxing any of the resources that weren't put yep. into the Xbox originally. So for a game like uh, Forza or uh, Flight Simulator, Flight Simulator probably being a more taxing one, you'll be able to stream that game and all of it, you know, it's what is it, 100 and 
20 gigs worth of download or whatever, whatever the file size is, you won't have to worry about that because you'll be streaming it to your console. So you'll be able to play the game on the comfort in the comfort of your home, on your couch, on a big screen, uh, with on the console, uh, but make it feel like it's brand new. And sadly, uh, the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, he spoke candidly to reporters this week. And we all know about the chip shortage situation and how it affects next-gen consoles' abil- availability. But he said that um, you should expect that the Xbox Series X and S shortages should last through next year. So if you're hoping to buy a new console next year and get your hands on one really quickly for a price that's not like insanely a thousand dollars or eight hundred dollars. Uh, you might be out of luck. Yeah. So that thing I was telling you guys about like two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. That applies exactly. now. Yeah. Uh, what Joe Spitzer should have ended this statement with, with saying is that while supplies remain limited, those of you who have an Xbox One can try out all the new Xbox um, uh, Xbox X games uh, on your console now. You know, the only thing you'll be missing, I believe, is like the uh, 4K dashboard uh, and some other niceties and probably the power if you want to just play uh, offline, so to speak, or, you know, have all your resources on the device. But uh, for the rest of us, uh, Game Pass is still pumping out games. uh, And now you'll be able to test test xCloud on your device. So you're not missing too much. And the last Xbox story relates to Forza Horizon 5. Even though this is technically a kind of PC Windows 11 thing, but Microsoft and Playground Games, they released the spec sheets for what you could expect for Forza Horizon 5. The minimum requirements, ultra requirements, medium requirements for what you could expect if you want to play the game in two months or so. And they're fairly decent specs here. They mentioned that if you want the good, quote-unquote, good conditions on PC, you need a machine with a Core i5 4460 or a Ryzen 3 1200 CPU, NVIDIA GTX 970, Radeon RX 470 GPU, or a minimum of 8 gigabytes of RAM. And they have the uh, full chart here, which we'll have up on the screen for you to look at. And Interestingly enough, during the Windows 11 keynote, I know this is something you and I were talking about, they mentioned that uh, the Surface Laptop Studio could run Forza Horizon 5 at uh, 60 frames per second. But we are wondering what, what specs and what settings that they are running this at. And I guess maybe this spec sheet could give you an estimate or an idea of what the hardware is fully capable of. I mean, again, remember that thing I was telling you guys about five minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think again, this might yeah. be I think this might be kind of uh, a bait and switch uh, because you know we've kind of measured uh, the suspo- the uh, proposed uh, specs that you, you should be getting with the uh, surface laptop uh, studio the ones that Microsoft's put on paper and match them up to you know which you know level that uh, it would fall in as far as performance for Forza, and it would fall in the good, not um, not ultra or you know craziness. And if you had it on minimum, you probably you got those uh, uh, frames per second consistently. Right. Now, if you want a really good experience, I'm assuming they're probably talking about maybe streaming. So you still get your 60 frames per second uh, because it'll be coming from an Xbox Blade from a server where it pushes it out to you and. Uh, with the uh, with the refresh rate as it is, you'll probably see really smooth experience. But I don't think 
natively that you're going to be cranking out 60 frames per second and Forza <laughs> on, on that device. So again, I think they were kind of misleading in that aspect. If you end up doing that, your Surface Laptop Studio might end up sounding like a Ferrari engine after a few minutes. I was going to say, yeah, you'll, you'll get the real life sound. You'll, you'll feel like you're sitting on it with the, with the fancy <laughs> kicking in. Uh, but uh, that said, our fast recap is finished. I think we did it less than 10 minutes because this yeah. is Xbox. Yeah. Time to segue over to our pre-made video. Now, this is not live. This is something that I put together a couple of days ago where I just tore through some of the new features in Windows 11. It's about 10 or 11 minutes long, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Windows 11 is set for launch on October 5th, and the free upgrade to Windows 11 will begin rolling out to eligible Windows 10 PCs on this day. It is also when new PCs loaded with Windows 11 will go on sale. As a reminder, not all PCs will be getting Windows 11. You need to meet Microsoft's minimum system requirements to get it. This has been a little bit of a controversy, but the list of requirements includes a 64-bit Intel 8th generation processor or select 7 gen processors, an AMD Ryzen 2000 series or newer processor, 4GB of RAM, 64GB of storage, and a motherboard that has TPM 2.0 support for secure boot. If you can't run Windows 11, Windows 10 will be supported by Microsoft through 2025. That Windows 11 Home also will require an internet connectivity and Microsoft account as part of setup. That said, it is time to jump into what's new. Windows 11 brings many visual changes to the overall look and feel of Windows when compared to Windows 10. Microsoft says this design is all about bringing a sense of calm and ease. That's why you'll find rounded corners throughout Windows 11. But the biggest change for most people is the start menu. It drops out live tiles and colorful app tiles for a more static look with more rounded corners. You'll see pinned apps as your icons as well as a search bar and your most recent files and documents. The start menu is also centered to the middle of the screen, though you can still move it to the left if you want by going to the settings menu. You can change the look and the feel of the start menu with some new colors and themes. There is a default light theme and several others that you could choose from. These tweak the look and the feel of Windows to make it your own, though the dark mode and light mode look a lot better than before. Oh, it is actually dark in Windows 11 this time around in some key places like the File Explorer, though there are some exceptions like the old control panel submenus which might appear white if you navigate to it. But in most places there is no more of those white light mode spots when your system is set to the dark mode setting and overall things flow very nicely in dark mode. This is best seen in the new File Explorer including the new navigation bar and quick controls for copying, creating folders, and pasting, which you could see along the top here.
Even the taskbar is changed so that icons are centered, kind of like how it is in macOS and Chrome OS. There's even new icons for search, widgets, and task view here at the bottom. Other than the start menu, the system tray also has a bit of a new look. Clicking on the icons for Wi-Fi, battery, and sound will now open up a new hub where you'll see additional controls for Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, airplane mode, battery saver, focus assist, and casting. These are all have uh, cleaner sliders for brightness and volume and some more sub-menus that were absent in the Windows 10 Action Center. Applications also have their own space, separate from the quick actions as seen on Windows 10. Notifications look a lot cleaner with more rounded corners, clearer labels and groups. Even the pop-out calendar is now part of notifications with a new chevron button that lets you collapse it down. Next menus also pick up on that new design. They are now rounded rather than flat. They have a bit more fluent design, glass-like effects to them, and they fit better with the overall look and feel of Windows 11, regardless if you are in dark mode or in light mode. The Windows 11 setting app also got a new look. It has a redesigned sidebar with core areas for system, personalization, apps, accounts, gaming, and Windows update. More commonly accessed settings are now easier and upfront and are clearly labeled and much easier to understand. It all looks so much nicer compared to the Windows 10 app. Let's not forget the redesigned inbox app. The alarms app is one of these now coming with a new focus sessions and Spotify integration that lets you wind down after a long day and stay focused. Snipping tool is another that has that is now gone and has been replaced by snip and sketch in Windows 11 with new rounded corners and clean and easy to understand buttons. Other apps like Paint are also on the way, but uh, this is not rolling out yet. And the Photos app has also got a new look. Uh, this Photos app in particular is now faster and sports a cleaner design and less sidebar and it better match up with Windows 11 design. Other than those core areas, Windows 11 also brings a new Snap Layouts feature which you could access by hovering over the Maximize buttons on the top right of your window. Now with Snap Layouts, Windows 11 will remember the work that you're doing and save it to the taskbar as a group for quicker access. This lets you snap your windows in a group of up to four windows in different sizes and shapes. There are a bunch that you could pick from here in the settings if you'd like. Uh, there are six different layouts and some different apps will adapt to the layouts based on the ones that you pick. Now Microsoft also tweaked the way that Windows docks with monitors. You can see that now when you unplug your computer from a monitor and plug it back in, you'll, when you return to Windows 11 on the big screen, Windows will remember the layout of your apps and projects and keep them running as is. This is designed to help you keep you in your workflow. There's even a new animation and ways to get to virtual desktops if you're the kind of person that uses that. The UI has moved to the bottom of the screen and it is a lot cleaner and you could arrange the desktop order and get between them by using a four finger gesture, which is the same as uh, Windows 10. Another core area and another core change in Windows 11 is the integration with Microsoft Teams. Now, without downloading an extra app, 
you can chat or have video calls directly in the taskbar with friends and family. This is known by us Windows insiders as Teams for Life because right now the feature only works with personal accounts and not work accounts. Our own writer Rabia will have a separate hands-on post with that feature that will dive deeper into the Teams integration. The fun isn't done with Teams, uh, Windows 11 also brings some new widgets uh, and it's called a new widget experience uh, that's like what I, I like to call it this is a lot like uh, the news and interest feature in Windows 10 but it's super supersized to have its own dedicated space at the left side of the screen now widgets are powered by AI and they kind of look like live tiles and they can provide a faster way for you to access the information that you care about be it sports news weather or traffic you could get to it by swiping from the left side of the screen or hitting the Windows key and the W key on your keyboard. Teams and widgets were big features. The Microsoft Store is probably the biggest one yet. The new Microsoft Store app now has support for traditional universal windows platform apps like the new journal app that microsoft put out there are also pwa apps like twitter as well as support for win32 apps like obs studio this should make it easier to download the apps that you care about the most as the store now hosts all kinds of apps and not just uwp or pwa apps of course it's up to developers to upload their apps to the store but there have been big players like adobe and obs studio in the store and windows 11 is also set to get support for android apps at a later point via the amazon app store but this was not ready for the october 5th launch you'll need to stick with the redesigned microsoft store for now it has a cleaner look uh, letting you find and discover apps easily with featured section cleaner app listings and a library section which makes it easy to download your previous apps or update existing ones to end the video by talking about uh, touch and ink in windows 11 windows 10's tablet mode is all gone uh, Windows 11 now adapts to the change in your posture, so if you detach the keyboard from a Surface Pro 7 or Pro 8, or you flip your device over to the 2-in-1 mode that is, your icons will get bigger and there will be improved spacing when you switch your device over to a tab to use it as a tablet. You'll see uh, clearer window animations and thing, and even when you take your finger and you move windows, you'll see that glass-like arrow effect behind them to let you know where the windows are moving. The uh, touch keyboard has also been improved, so you could swipe it with it using your fingers and use the spacebar as a trackpad. It's kind of like SwiftKey on Android and iOS. And as for those touch gestures, you can now use three or four fingers to swipe up and down on windows to minimize and close windows. There's even a neat haptics trick in Windows devices like the Pro 8 and the Laptop Studio where the Slim Pen 2 will give you feedback based on how you, how you touch the pen to the screen. There are many other changes coming to Windows 11 and that are in Windows 11 that I don't touch here uh, today. These include features like Direct X12 Ultimate, Direct Storage, and Auto HDR. These are all gaming features. But on the performance side, Windows Update should also be faster and you'll see a little uh, notification telling you how long 
Windows updates will take to complete. And your app should also see a bit of a boost thanks to core trading in Windows 11. This is because Windows 11 can now push foreground tasks to the performance core on devices with newer Intel processors. But uh, that's it for now. We'll have a full Windows 11 review coming in the coming weeks and in the coming days. And stay tuned to On Microsoft for all your Windows 11 coverage. And uh, thanks for watching, everyone. Uh, with that being said, I mean, I'm glad that you had a chance to kind of walk people through Windows 11. Uh, I know you uh, are going to be talking about it. I mean, we'll all be talking about it in the coming days. So uh, if you didn't get your fill from the video itself, uh, make sure to you know follow us on Twitter, follow us. Uh, follow our writings for next week. Uh, we'll be talking about it ad nauseum. So uh, by the time, this this time next week, you should be an expert on everything that's Windows 11. And we did poll you guys on what you think about Windows 11. And we had a series of four polls. We started off with, uh, what is your favorite Windows 11 features? Trisha's were rounded corners, new Microsoft Store widgets, and new quick settings. And we had 32 votes, and the grand winner was the new Microsoft Store, which 40% of people voted for. Yeah, um, it's interesting because I feel like of all of the things that Microsoft is doing with Windows 11, that may be the most half-baked version of it. And I say that, you know, very neutral. It's not a negative, it's not a positive, it just is what it is. Um, you know, they're they're postponing the Android uh, uh, implementation until right. you know some undisclosed time. Uh, while a lot of apps are coming into the store, a lot of them are coming with PWAs. So they're not necessarily designed for Windows specifically. They're just you know we're fortunate enough that they have functionality across the web. Uh, they look a little nicer here, and I guess they're easier to get like TikTok and stuff like that. But I mean, we're not going to get any of the uh, Android games. We're not getting. I mean, Fortnite would be. The store beyond there, but we're not getting you know, uh, access to most of the game elements of it. So, uh, I mean, I'm glad that the store has been redesigned. Uh, I'm always asking that this be done for every store release. Get the search functionality correct, Microsoft, please. Begging you. <laughs> like when you type in, uh, uh, say you type in Instagram, I don't want necessarily to see you know, books on how to navigate Instagram. I want to see the Instagram <laughs> app. And if and if there is a third party that, you know, like I think Winstagram or Winsta, Instagram, like yeah. that is available, then put that second. But again, that's filter out all, all out of the crux because I believe that's where people get uh, tricked up and they get upset with the Microsoft store when they're trying to look for something specific. This second poll might upset some people because we asked you, do you think Windows 11 is ready for launch? Well, we had 35 votes and 51% of you all said no and 48% of you said yes. So it's kind of close, but seems like people think that it's not ready and that there are too many bugs. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of bugs. Um, I think we should, maybe we will narrow it down next time we ask is if you think the functionality of Windows 11, which again is subjective. I think most of this would be subjective, but if you think the functionality is nailed, uh, does it feel like Windows 11? Have they taken anything away? Like people were complaining about the taskbar, uh, people were complaining about the start menu. Uh, that's functionality that you can say it's not ready for. Uh, but then there's also design too. Like, you know, there's still context menus that haven't been touched or updated. Uh, you can still get in the control panel that looks like it's from, you know, Windows Vista. Uh, so, um, I can see where some people say, like, on the surface, the things that you touch, which are like the browser, maybe the store, maybe a few games and a couple apps, uh, you can say that Windows 11 is done. To you, it looks finished. 
to a lot of power users that dig into submenus and subcontexts and things like that, I can understand also why you would say, no, nah, it's not done, it's not there yet. And, and we'll need probably about four or five iterations of this to, to get it right to where we like Windows 10 now. Start off, we asked you, do you, did you beta test Windows 11 or are you waiting for the official rollout on October 5th? We had 43 votes. This was the most popular poll, I think. And 74% of people said, yes, I'm a Windows insider. And 25% of people said, no, I am waiting. That's an interesting one. That one puzzles me because I don't, I mean, I've, I guess I just assumed our audience for all testers. Like we were all excited about it. But there are people who use their devices for biz, you know, uh, work and uh, for uh, personal use. So they may not want to uh, touch or ruin any of that, and they'll just wait for the official one. So uh, to those people, I applaud you on your patience and your ability to resist from updating. Because I, as bad as betas can be, uh, I am the first one there, and then I'm also the first one on my phone trying to figure out why my computer's a brick now. <laughs> and speaking of making your computer a brick, uh, our final question relates to, are any of your PCs incompatible with Windows 11? This one was a shocker. 56 <laughs> votes, and 35% of people said, no, all my PCs are good. And 64% of people said, yes, maybe one or two or more of my PCs are not or is incompatible with Windows 11. And this goes to the misinformation, but the confusing communications by Microsoft about what is and what isn't, uh, and also how they're kind of implementing their um, stops, they, you know, yeah. their pauses on, on people, uh, where are they going to cut the line on uh, insider testing and beta testing, and which channels will be getting updates, which channels won't, and who can move from uh, insider onto the regular platform. Like, this is very confusing. I don't think they've done a good job in fixing any of that. It should be pretty straightforward that if you're able to test it as an insider, you should be able to keep getting all of the updates. It seems like uh, whatever the core functionality of it is has already been established and your computer's already been able to run it. Uh, I know that they say there's security reasons, but you should bake that into the insider part of it first. I think at the very beginning, they should have told people uh, the very first insider build that like, you can't get into this program unless you have this set up. Uh, so, I feel for you people that uh, whose devices are compatible. I hope you don't have to go out and get a new device because you know, we're not made of money. So mm -hmm. Microsoft will hopefully get this figured out. I know they might not get it figured out next week, but maybe by the end of October. And we had a comment from one of our Twitter followers. Um, this one is kind of a rant, I guess, but he said this. Windows 11 in short for me. Start menu is a step backward. Why not couple that with widgets? No folder thumbnails is bad. Extra clicks in start menu and context menu to get to things is bad. And I already missed the uh, news and interest on the taskbar. Any reason to upgrade? No. And I think everything he said is super valid. Like I, I don't have any complaints there. I don't even have any rationale to talk about it. Like I think, um, I think I joked with uh, our friend. Um, uh, oh God, I forget. Uh, he knows who he is. He's on Twitter. Uh, about I think Microsoft is pushing people towards search. If this is you know a conspiracy theory, put my hat on again. Join me. <laughs> is that they're making the start menu either accidentally or just you know without regard for uh, testing kind of confusing because they're banking on people hitting the search icon, which is next to the start. They ideally should merge the two. There should be no reason that we should have two icons do the exact 
sort of semi same thing. Uh, the start menu should bring up a search context. Uh, if people need to know, you know, if they need to know what the magnifying glass is, if that's how they signify that, oh, I'm doing a search, then maybe move the start menu somewhere else into another functionality. Maybe it's just a design logo. But either way, I think uh, if they can fix search, then you don't necessarily need jump menus or any of this other stuff because all you'd start doing is typing in for the file that you need, the app that you're looking for, yep. the web that you're needing, or the images that you're looking for. Uh, if Microsoft can fix that, then we can get rid of a start menu, so to speak. Uh, I know that people are used to folders, submenus, things like that. Uh, but I, I think I think The Verge has an article recently about how um, the cloud and folders are going, or the cloud is ruined folder settings. They did a, I think they spoke to some people who are teaching STEM right now, professors in college, uh, and they're talking about how they're having an issue with their students when they tell them to go to a file directory to start, you know, storing information, and the students don't know what they're talking about because they didn't grow up with file systems. You know, they have the iPhone, uh, they store stuff in Google Cloud or OneDrive, and they just know that when you start typing in whatever it is you need, it pulls it up. You don't need to know that it was in folder that was in another folder that was stored somewhere else so uh, for all of us old fogies who use the jump list to kind of you know organize our our start menus or put things in folders that we can kind of get into later on new people don't they just start typing and stuff appears to them so maybe perhaps this is what they're trying to do uh, with the new start menus and towards that and that said, I think we closed out uh, everything that we wanted to talk about, which means now it is time for our week ahead. And I'll let you get started with the first week ahead topic, which is the redesigned Skype app, which should be rolling out to some people soon, even though Microsoft didn't specifically say when. But this is coming at a time when Teams is so popular, and it seems like Skype is not dead yet. Yeah, Skype is the little brother that everyone forgot about, I suppose, at this <laughs> point. Um, yeah, uh, it, they had a post, I believe, earlier this week talking about um, a refocused on making Skype. Uh, uh, they're doing a bunch of redesigns for both the mobile app uh, and the desktop app, which can come in line. Uh, they're also adding a ton of uh, emojis and reactions, GIFs, things like that, to make it more of the chat app that we all wanted it to be uh, and that we aren't necessarily looking for teams to do. Uh, I know that there's a team's personal, uh, tested it, things like that. It still isn't an app that is easy enough to get your folks on. And if it still holds true that there are 350 million people who have it somewhere installed on some device somewhere, uh, it's better for Microsoft to tap into those that already installed base and give them something newer to kind of go after than to try and convince them to take their work product and make it their consumer product. I don't know what your your thoughts on this new redesign is. I really like it. I think it's trying to blend the best of both worlds with Teams and Skype together as one. The new call stage looks pretty awesome. It's uh, clean and efficient, as is all the new different theme options that you have. It's something that's really nice. Oh, and they even have the thing where you could scan a QR code and use your phone as a secondary camera. So that, that's pretty neat, too. They're working on a lot of amazing stuff for Skype, and uh, Skype should be around for a long time to come. Yeah, I know that they also, I think it was last year, the year before last year, they implemented the, or last year, where they took out the uh, requirement to have a Microsoft account. So you can yeah. kind of just send people an email to log them in and stuff. They're making it even easier than that. I mean, if they have the app and they know what your information is, they can jump into uh, a meeting or call with you pretty quickly that way as well. So again, um, I like Skype. Uh, I think uh, when it comes to like video uh, 
compressions and things like that. I think it has a better uh, compression algorithm than Teams does. Uh, you can get 1080p pretty easily. So I, I hope Microsoft understands that sometimes you don't have to combine everything. Not everything needs yeah. to be a two-in-one. So keep Teams professional. <laughs> Let Skype be something else. Two and one. That is what we'll get to next because it's Surface, uh, Surface Laundry coming up on October 5th. So get us into what you expect uh, next week. I expect all of the embargoes to drop and all of the hardware to just come flowing from everybody. Uh, I don't know if we'll be having uh, our hands on uh, as, a, as a publication having uh, our device yet, but I do know that you'll be having something soon. Uh, a bunch of other people have already pre-ordered a bunch of things. Uh, I know that all of the big YouTubers have probably been testing this stuff for the last two weeks or so. Uh, I believe the first videos will probably come out about the Surface Pro 8, if I had to guess, uh, because it's the most mainstream one. And I'm yep. pretty sure Microsoft wants to kind of uh, ride that wave of uh, embargo devices as long as they can. And probably the week after that, we'll probably start seeing people get Surface Laptop Studio. And because it also means a uh, short quantity because of chip shortages and things like that. So Pro 8s uh goes people will reluctantly be reviewing goes and say like oh it's the same thing uh we'll also be hearing uh i don't actually expect a lot i don't expect to hear a lot from the pro x to be honest with you even though you know i think it's an awesome device but pro for a long time and then maybe a week following we'll start hearing about the surface laptop and uh it's also windows 11 launch week next week too which um we did the whole video and toured you through everything and talked about all the news so that's coming up on uh, october 5th and we have a big uh, big schedule planned for that we have a uh, lots of opinion pieces we have a roundup of which should have all of our opinions coming out uh we have a uh, guides on how you could install windows 11 the minimum requirements explained teams in windows 11 explained and also a list of our annoyances uh with windows 11 coming too so on october 5th uh, we got you covered from a to z when it comes to windows 11. Yeah, and for those of you who are probably sick and tired of hearing about Windows 11 or Surface devices for whatever reason, uh, I am also testing some stuff from Lenovo. I, I got uh, their Moto G100 or whatnot to test out their Think Reality A3 glasses. So it's basically the super portable version of HoloLens, uh, so to speak. I know that HoloLens is compacted in the headset, but uh, with the connection of the A3 to the phone, you can use the touchscreen as a kind of a navigating pad. Um, I'm also testing another P15, which is a beast of a computer. It's like six pounds, but it flies through AR pretty quickly and anything else I'm throwing at it. So uh, I should hopefully have some first impressions about that next week to just give you a palate cleanser from all of the Microsoft stuff. And I will finally finish my reviews that have been in backlog for the last two weeks because of all this Surface and Windows 11 news. I actually started writing my Dell Inspiron 14 review, got halfway through it. I just need to clip the photos and put them in there. And that should be up for either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on my uh, busy schedule. Probably definitely not October 5th, because that is the day that the laptop studio is coming in. I will be too excited for that to do anything. <laughs> you, may take the, you may take the day off, ladies and gentlemen. So you yeah. don't hear from him. Just know that he got his device. And that said, we got through everything we wanted to talk about. And as, as always, I'll leave you for the traditional outro. Yeah, you can find me at Mindhead1 uh, on Twitter. And where can people find you? ABAC Jern. Yeah, and for all other things that are Microsoft-related, uh, Windows-related, PC-related in general, like I said, we're talking about 
uh, Lenovo, we're talking about Dell, you know, just PC and your Intel, all these kind of things. Uh, you can find us on, on Microsoft on Twitter as well. Uh, I am also starting up our Instagram, so you can go there to kind of see our hands-on with some of the hardware that we get. Uh, we'll be teasing some of the podcasts and other uh, live events if we can uh, on that pay- on that channel or that platform. So uh, again, those are some of the main places you can find it. And our website at onmicrosoft.com for uh, all of that stuff. That's our hub. And again, as always, thanks for watching, everyone. Hope to see you again soon. Same place, same time. Stay safe and uh, happy October. Now it's Techtober, I guess. Yeah, Techtober started early because there, we're now done. We had the Microsoft and then we had the Apple. Uh, there should be a new MacBooks coming up, but yeah, that's for that's not for our podcast. Yeah. At some point, Google will do something at the end of this month as well. Yeah, with their Pixel phone, hopefully. <laughs> Well, that's all for now, everyone. See you again soon.